turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. With the power of Tandem HR, you are in the fast lane on Main Street with Get Down to Business with Shalom Klein, the show for business and jobs. Now, the champion of networking, the advocate of jobs, the guru of business, your host, Shalom Klein. We are all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship and business. We talk a lot about business here. You're on with Get Down to Business, and I'm your host, Shalom Klein. Remember, you can always download podcasts from Get Down to Business on my website at ShalomKlein.com. And while you are there, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Shalom Klein. It's going to be a jam-packed week of content and information you won't want to miss. It's a live show. We've got Barbara Single joining me in just a moment. Linda Nichols uh, coming up soon thereafter and uh, some additional guests uh, that you will not want to miss. You could call in with your questions at 312-642-5600. And as always, we are powered by our good friends at Tandem HR, your solution center. Check them out online, tandemhr.com, or give them a call, 630-928-0510. So as promised, I'm joined by Barbara Single of Ease the Day. Uh, Barb, first of all, uh, Happy New Year. Thank you for joining us on the program. Happy New Year to you, and I appreciate the invitation. Absolutely. So businesses are all kicking off the new year with uh, a lot of decisions that need to be made. Uh, Most importantly, they need to look at where their needs uh, will be, whether it's in in management of the services that they provide or, or what capacity they have to provide those services. So you're involved in, in helping do that needs analysis. Tell us, walk us through a little bit of that process um, that you come into a, uh, to a small business or a big business with to help them plan for the new year. It's, it's a little bit different with each business depending on what they do and how long they've been in business. And I also work with people who haven't started yet, so that's an entirely different process because you're, you're stepping backwards. But even as I tell you that they're all a little bit different, in reality, they're all very much the same. The process that you have to go through is identifying where are you now, where do you want to be, and what are you doing now that is not accomplishing the goals you want to achieve. So a lot of that is really going backwards a little bit. Figure out how did you get where you are now, and where was, what was the planning that you did? I... I'm sorry to say that for the vast majority of people, the idea of planning for your business is not something that people do, and that ends up generally costing people a lot of needless money, and it takes them a lot longer, and it's very discouraging. So I always encourage people to take the time to sit back, look at what you want to accomplish, and start planning it out so that you don't get to step four and think, ooh, I shouldn't have done that at step two. Uh, Fascinating. And so... uh... Once again, we're chatting with Barbara Single of Ease the Day. And, uh, Barbara, what I'm hearing you say is that you're uh, you're quite involved in helping with the planning side, but also I know you're involved in with ongoing support of many of these businesses. But let's stick to the planning for a second. You touched on something really important. It's 2017. A lot of these ideas that many entrepreneurs have had are now coming to fruition. They had a fantastic idea that might be the next Groupon, the next Uber, 
uh, or perhaps fill in the blank with another company name. Let's talk about the business planning phase. You know, Barb, what should a business owner be looking for and how do you help them plan to bring that idea to the finish line? Well, I work with them. I have a very detailed approach. So we go through a series of steps to identify what is truly their product or service. Sometimes people will say, oh, I want to make X, and then not really realize what does that mean? Am I, am I making this in different sizes and different colors? Am I, is it all to the same market? And what market is out there? So it's, you have to really identify what is your product or service and then go through a process of seeing there are a number of things to do that is see is there a market for it out there? And there's a lot of research you can do for that. You have to do some test marketing and some, a lo, some true old-fashioned legwork to see if that works. And then you have to find out well, what is it going to cost me to provide this service or to produce this product? If it's a product, you have, you have materials and you have inventory. And there's in, in manufacturing, there's a lot of pieces that go into that. And for services, you don't have the materials, but you do have to have content in the service that you provide, and you have to know that there is a market for it. And I know with all the experience that you have in working with so many business owners, you know how to set the expectations so a business owner actually can plan, budget accordingly. But let's flip to the other side, a business that's in business. They have launch, they have products, they have services. I think the the theme, as you said, that that might be uh, there's there's things that are different about every business. I think that the thing that that every business has in common is that business owners need to focus and do what they do best. But Barb, you come in and you help them with the other things, with all of the other details. Let's talk about what some of those other details might be that business owners might not be thinking of that your services include. Okay, so it is true. Every business, no matter whether you're a manufacturer or you're an attorney's office, every business has an operational side and a production side. So if you came up with the idea for this business and you're running it, that's production, whether it's providing the service or the product. What I handle are the operations. So that starts with business planning, and there's, it's identifying what your business is doing. Even if you've been in business, you still have to make sure you, you're, tar- you're targeting the right market and that you're providing your product or service at an appropriate price and you're marketing it appropriately. Are you telling people about it the way that will encourage them to want to find out more and to become a customer? And are you, are you operating in a way that is productive? It's, it's very common for someone to say, I'm going to make something or I'm going to produce, I'm going to provide a service and I'm going to charge X. But unless you've done the work to say, what is it costing me to provide X? You could likely be losing money every time that you, you sell a product. And that, that actually happens more often than not. And it's, and it's really important to go and figure out what does it cost. And that's, that's, I often say that that is the difference between a hobby and a business. When you have a hobby, if it costs you a little more, you don't care. But for a business, it doesn't work that way. So, uh, Barb, as our listeners know, I love to uh, sort of uh, take the uh, peel off a layer of skin over here and, and go a little bit deeper and talk about perhaps the one thing that a business owner should know going into business on day one that maybe most business owners forget or they don't think about. Barb, if you can pick that one tip, what do you think it would be? I think it's pricing properly because that's that's usually where people get hung up. And it's when you have when you have a business, whether you inherited a business from a family, I see that a lot where families are uh, their generation after generation. And unless you're looking at current day data and costs, 
you are commonly will be we're operating today in 2017 using the same processes and, and procedures that maybe your parent or your grandparent did 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, and those things just are not applicable very often now. Fascinating. So business operations management is definitely a big part of this. As you were saying, uh, business owners should sort of focus and do what they do best, but they can actually outsource um, to somebody like yourself, uh, and that will actually help them grow, which is really, really important. You're involved in the business planning phase, and what else? You know, a business owner decides that they've now outgrown their current office environment. Maybe they've outgrown being a solo practitioner, and they're they're ready to bring on their first employee, what kind of things can you help them with? Well, I would first determine whether that's really the case. Maybe it's just that they, as the business owner, are spending too much time on the operational parts of their business and not as much time on the production side. So we may be able to just pull some of those tasks that they're spending their time on, and I have a whole process for how I determine that, and see, well, which of those tasks can you start to offload? And then if we'd say, well, you know what, you really do need another person. So we, again, take those tasks and identify a job description, and then we go through a process of finding the appropriate person to fulfill the tasks that do not require the owner's day-to-day attention. Very, very interesting. So now as we move into 2017, I can't believe I'm saying this, we are in 2017, uh, what things do you predict throughout the year will be sort of the challenges or the theme that business owners should be looking out for, um, whether it's regulations or, uh, or even projections of, of, of growth for businesses. Are there any things that you're anticipating this year? I think that we're seeing a, an increase in people having the interest in growing their businesses. So I think that what they need to look for is when they decide to grow that and we plan properly for that, are there going to be costs involved in borrowing money or uh, in, investing in, in materials or or equipment or even staff. So to keep their eye out on what's available technology-wise and what's available as far as as human resources and and identify, well, how are we going to, what what are we looking for? Are we looking for a, a one person to do everything I need or am I looking to see how time develops and where areas of expertise are more available to me? That's some great advice and some great insight once again from Barbara Single of Ease the Day. Barbara, really, really helpful information today. We'll be sure to continue the conversation. I know our next guest, Linda Nichols, has a lot to say continuing on the theme of staffing and preparing for 2017. But, Barbara, I'm sure our listeners have questions. How can people learn more about your services and continue the conversation? Easiest way to reach me, you can go to my website, easetheday.net. That's E-A-S-E-T-H-E-D-A-Y dot net that's what I try to do every day. Or you can call me at 773-516-0430. Fantastic. EaseTheDay.net. Barbara, we appreciate your time. Uh, We're looking forward to a successful 2017. Coming up after the break, I've got Linda Nichols of IMC Solutions continuing this conversation and this theme of getting ready for 2017. We'll be right back after this quick break. Welcome back to Get Down to Business. We are the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship, and I'm thrilled to be joined by my friend, Linda Nichols of IMC Solutions, uh, joining us here in studio. Uh, Happy New Year to you, Linda. Happy New Year to you, too. Well, we're all set for 2017. and just had a great conversation with Barbara Single of Ease the Day, talking about preparing operations, preparing businesses to get to the next level. 
but so many businesses don't have the resources in-house right now to really be ready for the clients that hopefully uh, they'll be bringing on, the projects that they'll be uh, sort of intaking. And Linda, what sort of things should a business be getting ready for? How can they take the steps to really plan for a truly successful 2017? That's a loaded question. Thank you. (laughs) Well, it always boils down to the talent that you've got on staff right now. And planning for the talent that you may also need to acquire, and then also planning for replacing talent that might be departing through retirement or job um, elimination. No business can do anything without the people in it that perform the services and do the work. Interesting. So let's talk about the people that uh, that folks have uh, on hand right now, and that's a conversation that you and I have had in, in the past and on this program regarding leadership development. Uh, many uh, many companies have been blessed with fantastic talent, but maybe they're not leveraging that talent, and maybe they're not really thinking about what's next for those people. Let's talk about leadership development and talent development. What can a small business owner that might not have their HR resources in-house do or start thinking about? Uh, good question. Um, it, it, do, it does really boil down to analyzing the skills and capabilities of your current staff, um, seeing how they might improve upon those skills and perhaps take on another responsibility. That's career development for the employee. And it's uh, business development uh, of a sort internal for the business owner itself. So if you can get your people to do more, to increase their skill level through training, through practice, through coaching and mentoring, you've got a more productive workforce. Interesting. So uh, is there anything that, uh, that our listeners can do regarding succession planning, both for themselves as a business owner as well as maybe in in teaching or educating their staff uh, in really thinking about what's next in their role in terms of their own development, but also in their own replacements. And I know that's not an easy discussion to have. It, it's a whole it, it's a whole topic in and of itself. But but truly, every business owner and every manager has to think about succession planning. You have to think about. I'm going to lose an employee at some point in time, either because they retire or maybe the spouse gets transferred and they move away, or they decide to move on to a different opportunity. It doesn't matter what the, the cause is. How do you replace that knowledge, that skill, that experience? And do you want to do it when a gun is to your head, so to speak, or do you want to plan for it by cross-training your other employees? Sure. So, Linda, my loaded question just a few minutes ago, I mentioned about uh, sort of getting ready for for the year. And in my mind, that means that uh, a business might be anticipating certain projects coming on board, as I said, clients, uh, beginning with the firm or the company or products that they need to get ready to ship. And there might be talent gaps. Let's talk about those talent gaps and how companies can fill them in 2017 and beyond and what strategies they should be utilizing. What suggestions do you have, Linda? Everybody needs to be thinking about how they're going to fill those gaps because we are in a talent war of sorts. And there are many, many complex reasons behind it. So as a business owner, you have to think about your timing, When do you think those projects are going to hit? You better be hiring before that time. Uh, In total, 
my advice would always be to hire earlier in the year rather than later. So Q1 and Q2 are the peak hiring uh, activities uh, out of the 12-month period. New budgets, new positions being opened up, um, lots of new opportunities that, that can come about for a variety of reasons. But it's also the best time because that's when the candidate enthusiasm is the highest. You get to the middle of the year and you have what I call job seeker apathy. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that's interesting statistics and interesting data. But now that I think about it, it makes sense. It makes sense that companies, likely the, uh, the, the job seekers, the enthusiasm is there, but also on the company side. But let's talk about enthusiasm on the company side. And let's talk about how to... Uh, how enthusiasm can help and slowness. And perhaps I wouldn't want to call it laziness because I don't think entrepreneurs are lazy, but in making hiring decisions, you sort of need to move a little bit faster than everybody else if you want to attract the people that you want. Isn't that right? That's right. (laughs) Um, I wouldn't call it laziness at all either. It's really reticence and and, um, fear of making the wrong hiring decision. Everyone knows making the wrong hiring decision is painful and expensive. Um, However, when you are hiring, whether you're doing it on your own by posting jobs or whether you're working with uh, expert recruiters like in my firm, you have to be prepared to make a hiring decision when you see a candidate that meets most of your requirements, fits within your culture, can do the job. Don't wait to see more people because you're waiting for the perfect person in this market you'll lose them and you'll lose them fast. So there's got to be the the healthy balance between not making the uh, you know the quick hiring decision or it's always good to make a quick hiring decision but making a hiring decision that might be the wrong choice but also you cannot stick around and and just keep pondering and see uh, maybe I want to meet another 10 candidates. That's probably the wrong uh, the wrong choice. So once again, we're chatting with Linda Nichols of IMC Solutions. They are in big capital letters, the best uh, when it comes to the recruitment and, and all this hiring guidance and advice, which is so complicated. And unless you do this full time like Linda does, uh, you know, you don't know all these things and you don't know those statistics. That's why we love having Linda on the program. But Linda, I, I'm also thinking that in 2017, there might be some employers that have unrealistic expectations. When the job description is 10 pages long, that's probably a bad idea. Absolutely a bad idea. Um, and again, in, in, in a market where we're fighting for talent, um, you have to make your hiring decisions uh, your list shorter. Your job description needs to be real. It needs to be thoroughly thought out. But think about what could I live without if I had to? Um, and you can do that a little bit um, easier sometime if you, depending on the, the complexity of the position and the need, and you know it's going to be a long search, see if you can hire a consultant that has 50% of those skills, 70% of those skills that can help get you through the hump while you're looking for the perfect perfect person. But in the end, we have to realize we're hiring human beings, not robots. So make that job description shorter rather than longer. Uh, very, very interesting. Uh, Linda, we've got about a minute and a half remaining. And I, I'm, I'm curious, again, as we plan for hopefully a successful 2017, I know you mentioned that the energy is there right now in January and February, over the, really in the, over the course of Q1 and Q2 of the year. Uh, in terms of planning, do you think it makes sense that if somebody, if an employer anticipates a project coming in even several months from now, 
Uh, do you think it makes sense to start the recruiting process and maybe even the training process sort of being preempting uh, what the decisions that need to be made? I couldn't give better advice than that, Shalom. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, Linda, many of our uh, many of our listeners hopefully will want to make that decision, but they just don't know where to start. That's where you come in, Linda. How can our uh, how can our listeners get a hold of you to have that conversation and start making the right choices in 2017? The best way is to pick up the phone and call us at 630-637-6200. You can check out our website at imcsolutions.com. Or email me at L Nichols at IMC Solutions. That's L N I C H O L L S at IMC Solutions.com. Fantastic. Linda Nichols of IMC Solutions, we very much appreciate your insight as we move into 2017. And I cannot emphasize it enough. It's so important that companies, everybody wants to grow in 2017. Everybody wants to have a successful year, but don't just want it and then sort of be reactive and say, oh my gosh, I have a project and it's getting started in a week and I don't know how I'm going to service that project. That's once again where Linda Nichols of IMC Solutions comes into the picture with both your very helpful advice, but also in helping find the right talent. So, Linda, happy new year to you. Looking forward to uh, to a successful 2017 for our listeners, for the companies, and uh, and and of course for uh, for IMC Solutions and for you as well. I Thank appreciate you, Shalom. It. Well, coming up after the break, we're going to talk about how to have a successful 2017. Everybody's making their New Year's resolutions. Everybody wants to uh, make sure that their companies, their workplace, everybody's fit and ready, and and uh, everybody's healthy. Uh, for a successful 2017. That's going to be our next conversation. We're going to talk about the Continuum Gym in Skokie. And uh, our guests will be joining us right after this quick break. Chicago, don't touch that dial. You're listening to the show all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship. And we'll be right back. You can always check out my website, shalomkline.com. That's where you can download our podcast. We'll be right back. HR.com or give them a call, 630-928-0510. So I'm thrilled to be joined on Get Down to Business by my friend, Dr. Ben Fergus. Uh, Ben, thank you so much for joining us on the program. I know everybody's making their New Year's resolutions, and you're certainly helping them uh, achieve their goals. And uh, I'm excited to talk about the new concept of the Continuum Gym. First of all, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. Glad to be on air with you. Absolutely. So uh, let's talk about the uh, Continuum Gym, and then we could talk a little bit about New Year's resolutions and uh, some of the challenges that are holding people back. And uh, perhaps we'll even be able to propose a few solutions of how to actually get there. So what is the Continuum Gym, and what is the concept or the model behind it? Yeah, well, I'm really happy to discuss this with you. So as a clinician and a doctor that primarily treats patients in pain, uh, we've been conditioned to aim for the goal of achieving pain reduction and return to the activities of daily living. And that's a super rewarding goal to achieve with my patients. But the thing is that it really just scratches the surface of most patients' needs. So I see patients every day in my clinic in Evanston that are there to get their backs, necks, knees, shoulders feeling good again. But these patients are often patients that also suffer from a sedentary lifestyle, or they may chronically struggle with weight gain or with mood and depression issues, or maybe they have osteopenia or the early signs of a heart condition or metabolic syndrome. And ultimately, we start to realize we're not creatures of isolated injury. So the world of medical research keeps turning up this key finding, and that finding is that every condition I just mentioned has been shown to improve with regular and progressive exercise. 
that's really exciting. Not only has exercise been shown to help, but in many cases, it's been shown to be equally as effective as traditionally more invasive options. And in some cases, like chronic low back pain, it might be the single most important element in a patient feeling 100% again. So we keep on turning this up and thinking, how do we get our patients active? How do we get them exercising and doing so in a way that benefits them? And that's really where this idea for continuum gym spurred, uh, was spurred on. Now, there's a lot of other gyms that we've sent patients to in the area. Uh, Chicago, Skokie, Evanston have a, a great wealth of gyms. But what I've found as an issue in my clinic and many of my colleagues have as well is that we make that recommendation for regular exercise and either the recommendation is sort of shrugged off or a patient may go for a bit and then fall off the program or maybe they go and they try something that's pretty far beyond their capabilities and they get injured and then they end up in our office again. And so I got together with a couple trainers in the area and, and shared this idea of what if we kind of combine the end of clinical care with the beginning of a performance and a training program and do it in a smart and fun way that, that really achieves this goal. And that's that's where continuum. That's comes. fantastic. Well, Dr. Ben, um, you and, and I know we've had on, on the air uh, Albert Ferguson in the past, uh, your team at the Continuum Gym, you've got over 50 combined years in fitness, martial arts, sports conditioning, and there really is a team approach uh, in in the training and the in the clinical, which is really a unique value proposition to folks that are coming in, whether they're coming in with a challenge. Um, but, but uh, Dr. Ben, I want to go back actually to, to your background and, and, uh, and, and sort of what led you to this point. I know you, uh, you, you mentioned you have a clinic in Evanston. I know you, uh, you, you've specialized in areas of diagnosis, rehab therapy, internal medicine, pediatrics, and sports medicine. Why, uh, why are you so passionate on the subject? Well, you know, that's a, that's a great question. It's something uh, I think we get asked as doctors a lot of how we got into the area. And I, I think for me, you know, just growing up with many family members that were in pain or had a big orthopedic or musculoskeletal injury, I was always around people in need that I cared about. And so I was really driven to do something to help them. And that's what I'm trying to do here in Evanston, not only with the clinic and now with Continuum Gym, but really find unique ways to push research, push clinical care forward, and provide something that will hopefully help not just my friends and family and my community here, but you know, the global community at large. Well, I, I think it's interesting because uh, our listeners are uh, quite a bit of, uh, you know, business owners and professionals that are out there and getting ready, as we've been talking about throughout the program, getting ready for a successful 2017. That doesn't happen on its own, and it requires good right. uh, good business operations strategy and planning and budgeting and forecasting and all of those things. But the truth is a lot of it is about the people behind the business and the professionals involved. And, and we need to make sure that we're in the best of health and and, and we're, we're ready to take on those responsibilities, whether it's physical responsibilities or mental responsibilities. And the reality is, is that uh, it's winter and there, you know, people slip and fall and there's injuries that are happening. And we want to make sure that we're the, the, that, that there's solutions to help people not only get well, but actually get more than well and really, really get fit. And that's really important. And we've got to take a quick commercial break. And I'm going to come back in, in, in just a quick moment. We're going to continue the conversation with Dr. Ben Fergus, who is one of only two chiropractors in Illinois to be named a certified 
dynamic neuromuscular stabilization practitioner. That's a mouthful. But uh, there's a reason I say that. And uh, Dr. Ben, we're going to talk a little bit more about Continuum Gym, the model, and some of the scheduling and the classes and workshops that are available. We'll be right back to get down to business, uh, con- continuing our conversation about the Continuum Gym in Skokie. You won't want to miss this conversation, I promise. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back. We're chatting with Dr. Ben Fergus of the Continuum Gym, a new space uh, in Skokie with a, exactly as it sounds, a, con- a continuum approach uh, to uh, to services. And uh, just had a great conversation with Dr. Ben uh, talking about uh, his background and the services that are provided. But uh, uh, Dr. Ben, let's talk a little bit more about the space and sure. uh, how it looks and why is it unique and why is it different from some of the other gyms? I know it's not quite a gym, but but what's unique about the space and why should our listeners be interested in coming and checking it out? Yeah, I, I'm really excited about the space, actually. Uh, uh, we're just in Skokie in the lower level of the Wi-Fi building at 8150 McCormick. Uh, it's a great space uh, with a great mission. And uh, kind of key to what we want to do here is achieve this goal of getting fit outside of the fishbowl. So a lot of people go to their local gym and they find themselves exercising in front of a mirror, in front of people they want watching them and that they don't want watching them. And what we have in this space is really unique. There's separate men's and women's fitness centers exercising outside of that fishbowl. And then we have a strength room that's really state-of-the-art, weight racks against the wall, where we can do some instruction of heavy lifting. And then the real key area for us is the big group fitness area. And this is the area where we'll kind of match you to other people that may have a a similar condition or a a similar level of fitness and make a class that's fun and progressive and can be individualized to you. So it's a really nice facility that offers us a lot of possibility to achieve uh, the goals for Continuum Gym. That's absolutely fantastic. So I know you've got a a, a great approach to how uh, I believe a three step process that uh, we'll be able to talk about in a moment uh, available to the folks that come and are interested in the Continuum Gym, uh, and whether they have a a clinical uh, challenge. I know there's an assessment for them or not. There's a lot of classes that are going to be available. A a very full schedule actually beyond just the gym and the fantastic. Uh, workout equipment that's that's available. Let's talk about the calendar uh, that's, I know, uh, lining up for January and February as we speak. Uh, what classes and what instructors will be there to uh, to bring some of uh, the New Year's resolutions uh, that many of our listeners have uh, to fruition? Sure. I, I think the best place to jump into that is to, to mention that three-step uh, process that we have which means our new clients that come in, they're going to start in our repair room, which is our clinical room within the gym, and they'll get a little eval by myself or another clinician to see what they're doing well and where they need to improve. And then we'll kind of share that information with the trainers that will be used in the ramp-up classes. Ramp-up classes are offered every day of the week, and essentially they take you from where you are currently and show you the key movements and the key strategies to build that foundation of fitness. And they're a lot of fun along the way. Uh, once you pass the ramp-up classes, you have the option of jumping into our group fitness classes, which are termed small group alpha. And those ones put a lot of weight on a patient, 
get them lifting heavy weights in a safe way and benefiting from that progressive exercise. But we also have our global performance exercise classes. And those classes are really cool. They take our physical therapy methods that I utilize in my clinics and they turn them into a fitness approach that's safe and effective, even if you have a medical condition. And finally, we have our Restore Movement Flow classes. These can be thought of as similar to a yoga approach, where you go through a sequence of movements that help you feel better, move better, work on that flexibility, and ultimately leaving you with a good sense of calm. It's not traditional yoga, but it's built on our core movements of our approach. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. What a great lineup of uh, of, of classes, many things that uh, people hear about, but they probably have trouble actually getting into. So, uh, ben, we've got we've got about a minute and a half remaining, and uh, sure. I guess I, I've got a, a general question for you. And I know it's the million dollar question, but everybody's making the, those New Year's resolutions. Everybody wants to do the right thing, get better, whether they've had an injury or they just want to be in better shape as they move into 2017. They've got all their business plans, and they want to, you know, they want to really get into the year with with a bang. How can what tips do you have to sort of get motivated and get going to to start off the year right? Yeah, well, I've got a couple that are, are, are really good for the fitness uh, fitness community. It's important to know, first of all, as a, as a business person and a business owner, that the number one cause of missed days of work in the U.S. is low back pain. Now, with our clinical approach or our training approach, we really kind of go right after that and say, can we get people working throughout the year without those missed days from back pain? And that involves having safe movements, with progressive changes in demand, increased acceleration, increased in, uh, in weight and demand on those exercises. And, and to really get that going, people need regularity in their fitness program. So I recommend these three basic steps. Oh, great advice. One, yeah, thank you. One, the, the first of the three steps, one is make a plan with some very achievable goals. That may be something simple like adding a couple uh, pounds of weight to a bench press or dropping a percentage of body fat. Make it achievable, but something you really want to see yourself do. Two, make sure that that calendar that you set out for your improvement is at least 14 weeks long. I know that sounds like a big number. We're talking about three months. And what all of our research shows is that when you do uh, really put yourself into a fitness program for those 14 weeks, you've established a healthy habit that has numerous health benefits. And the fourth goal, excuse me, the third goal is if you struggle along the way, either having trouble with consistency, having trouble with the movement, or having some pain, then seek some help from a fitness professional or a clinical Well, that, that's great advice, uh, Dr. Ben. That's all we have time for. We've got to cut to our break in a second. I know our listeners want to find you. Check it out, continuumgym.com, or give Dr. Ben a call, 224-999-1131. We'll be right back. Uh, thanks so much for joining us on the program. And now it's time for your business tip of the week, which can be heard daily on the morning show at 7.30 a.m. right here on AM 560, The Answer. So I know it's a thing that every uh, every employer does, whether you've looked for a job in the past or you've actually uh, prepared a job offer to a uh, to a candidate, you've attached the form I-9, which is the uh, form that the United States Citizenship and Immigration Services uh, requires uh, to be filled out 
by everybody, regardless of what the job actually is. And they actually just released a newly revised employment verification form. It's called the Form I-9. We've all seen it. We've all filled it out at some point in our career. And all employers are required to complete the I-9 to verify the identity and the employment authorization eligibility of any of their employees, again, regardless of what that position is. And employers, this is really important to know, they have to start using the Form I-9, that new one, beginning on January 22nd, 2017. Many people don't know that. It's right around the corner. The new version of the form includes a number of important changes that I wanted to highlight today, which are designed to make the form more user-friendly. That might sound uh, sort of hypocritical coming from a uh, from coming from an agency that usually doesn't make things user friendly. I actually think that this is a nice form, and it actually will just ever so simply simplify the process. Uh, the changes will actually have a smart version of the form, which can be accessed and completed on that government website on the uh, on the Citizenship and Immigration Services website. That certainly that will save some paper. That uh, makes the process a little bit easier in collecting the information. But employers should know. The following item is about the new form. The new form is not an electronic form per se, but rather an online tool to ensure the required information is completed correctly. At the end of each section, the smart form confirms everything is filled out properly and will alert the user when required fields are blank or they might be filled out incorrectly. And this new smart form will actually ensure the information provided by the employee is consistent with the immigration status that is listed on the form. Once the employee indicates his or her immigration status or citizenship status, fields that do not apply to the status will automatically be filled out as NA, not applicable. That makes a lot of sense. When you're opting to utilize the new smart version of this form, it still has to be printed out and signed by the employee and the employer representative. But again, it's making that process of filling it out a lot easier. And using this new version of the form is actually not required. It's a tool. It's, the goal is to make life a little bit easier. Employers will still have the option to print out the form for manual completion. And employers may continue using the form I-9 with the old revision date through January 1st, 2017. That's right around the corner. That's two weeks away. After that, you have to make sure that you're using the new form that is now made available on the government website. And I'm sure if you Google it, you'll find that new form. But again, it's law. You have to use the new form. There is also the uh, the new tools that we just t- that we just spoke about. And, and I've uh, actually browsed through it and actually does make the process a little bit easier. It's pretty intuitive. It'll actually save a few minutes of time. But again, as you ramp up, as we've been talking about with all of our guests today, gearing up for a successful 2017, whether you're making hiring uh, decisions yourself or maybe your clients are, make sure that you're staying in compliance and you're using the correct forms. If your business does not have a full-service HR department and you have questions about the Form I-9 or any other human resource-related concerns, you want to call Tandem HR today. Tandem HR is uh, a Chicago-area professional employer organization, a PEO, that helps clients save time and money by growing their business because they can outsource those administrative tasks associated with human resources, benefits, payroll, tax administration, regulatory compliance, and risk management. Certainly a good decision for every business. We uh, started the program out today by talking with Barbara Single of Ease the Day, and she spoke directly about this, about planning for the new year and actually outsourcing and focusing on the key, key, key uh, functions and the key services that you have to fulfill. We spoke with Linda Nichols about staffing, and we spoke with Dr. Ben Fergus 
about getting ready physically. But regardless, everybody wants to focus on the key elements of their business. That's why you want to partner with the team at Tandem HR. They are our solution center, a true team of professionals with a fantastic approach. You can visit their website, tandemhr.com. They've got a lot of great tips and advice, including on this Forum I-9 that we just spoke about. But give them a call, 630-928-0510, 630-928-0510. Visit my website, shalomkline.com, where you can download podcasts to success. Let's get down to business. We'll talk to you next week.